Hi there, this is Ben. After Act 3 of Dead in the Water, we're going to change up our format for a few weeks with a pair of discussion episodes where the Heroes cast reflects on our experiences with Dead in the Water. Send your questions in to heroes at thehydeanway.com. Please support the show by telling your friends and co-workers and by leaving reviews on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you, and now on to the show. Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, our story is Dead in the Water, and it can be found in the Star Wars Age of Rebellions GM's Kit. This is Act 2, Episode 13, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. TV93 is played by Brent. My specialization is slicing and sharpshooting. My duty is enemy demoralization. I'm told I'm good at it. Hi there, I'm Christine, and I play Lieutenant Nima Ptolemy, the somewhat battered and shot up Mary Allen commander of the group, and her duty is personnel, uh, which means she tries to protect her squad and puts the members of the Alliance before the mission. And I am Leslie, also known as Kith, the little Bothan, as she is routinely reminded, mechanic whose duty is to sabotage and also to carry around the dismembered head of our enemy. And I am Atu Ordo, the Mando Commando. I do combat victory as annoyingly as possible. I have a large sword that I'm quite impressed with. I go TV, around and... this is not the time right now. We're being shot at. But I did it very well. To get to know our characters better, I try and ask a question at the beginning of every episode. Today, it is for Nima. With time ticking down and the engines still a mess, how are you dealing with the thought of the crew for the Shadow Raptors still being on board without the ability for you or the captain to sound the evacuation? This actually isn't that hard of a question because it's come up among my own squad before, uh, where Nima used to be very concerned about accessing internal comms. That way we could sound the evacuation, and as was pointed out to her, where are they going to go? The escape pods are just going to be pulled into the black hole at this point. Yes, we have a few fighters in shuttles, but for the most part, we've completely shut down the four hangar bay, and the aft one is kind of out of the way for most people. At this point, Nima is single-minded for once the mission and protecting our troops is exactly the same thing. We've got to get this engine on, and we have to turn the Shadow Raptor. If we don't, we're dead, and everybody else aboard the ship is dead. Which brings us to the countdown. T-minus 33 minutes. Now for TV to give us a brief rundown as to what happened in the last episode. After taking... A shot that took down TJ. I was ordered to go into the landing bay. I had to go the long way around because I wasn't allowed to hurry. I ended up on the ceiling and then climbed down the wall. Just in time to get orders from some meat sacks who thought that they were important. And they ordered us to go to engineering and recapture that part of the ship. They took away Matu's body. I'm sorry. Not his body. But they did take his body. It's complex. And then we went to the turbo lift, which was actually somewhat difficult to slice. 
I tried to slice it. We plummeted. But somehow it overloaded the entire security system of the ship. By the time we got to our destination, there were droids there. And we shot them. They're shooting back at us now. We're probably all going to die. And be sucked into a black hole. Which is what you really want. Maybe. As TV was saying, you guys are in the middle of a firefight. You had just finished a round. Nima had taken a decent hit from the protocol droids that were shooting at you. You have pretty much decimated all of these protocol droids. Well, three of them are now sitting with smoking holes in their chest. Well, one's kind of headless with another one sort of trying to juggle the head of the one that is falling over in front of it. And that one's taken a few blaster shots to the chest. Now, that does bring us around to the top of the round, which has two PCs in it. Then, assuming there's one around, an NPC slot and the final PC slot. With it being the top of a fresh round, who is wanting to do what? Kith, do you want to take another crack at this? Prove that you are a sharpshooter like the rest of us? Sure. I can do that. (laughs) Your confidence is overwhelming. Well, Kith is standing not next to Nima, actually slightly back, like diagonally behind Nima, not really like online with her. And so Nima suggests that Kith takes a shot, and Kith does. But what she's doing is taking a shot at her commanding officer with a stim pack. <laughs> <laughs> That is absolutely a kid uh, thing. To yeah, do. yeah. Nima is busy still trying to brace her uh, her gun hand and stuff here, and all of a sudden, you know, Kith is sticking her with the stim pack, and Nima is jumping, and we were um, kind of into like we were hiding behind some of these um, like parts of the engine room. Kind of jumps into one of these uh, these things we were using for cover. And is just swearing under her breath, like, you know, Kith, what is, uh, Kith, this is not the time. I'm sorry <laughs> if I thought it was important that you didn't die horribly. That's... Look, I'm not gonna, whoa, that feels good. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. <laughs> Meat sex. Double rainbow. Really? Not that far. I'm sorry. I'm lame and old. <laughs> so, so Kith stimpacked Nima. That would be a maneuver. What else is Kith doing? Is it a maneuver? Yes. Oh. Can I still shoot then? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can stab your commanding officer and shoot. It's the best round ever. Because it is only... <laughs> <laughs> Because you're just using a stim pack. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. So the difficulty for this is just it's going to be one purple. It's the same, it's the one purple. Yes, it is just one purple. All right. That's that's still the same two yellow and the one green and the one purple. Boo and yeah. That's how you do it. I'll show yep. you sharpshooting. To success and a triumph. So, before we get to the triumph, how much damage does the two successes get you? It is a six, so seven, or eight? Eight. Eight. It gets me eight. (laughs) 
So that's enough to knock down the one that was holding the head of the one that TV shot and decapitated. So, like, you shoot him in the shin and that one goes over. But there's also the triumph. You've done enough damage to do that. You've done over half damage to the last of the protocol droids that are there. Now, if you want to, you can use that triumph to knock this one over. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll finish out the party unless someone thinks I should do something cooler. But I figure not having that NPC slot trying to kill us would be nice. I mean, not having these protocol droids not trying to kill us would be nice. Either way. That totally works by me. I'm just Wipe them out. Make sure. All right. You have wiped out all of them. I was useful. And how you've been able to get a triumph in combat, so that is always fun. I got fun. combat victory for Matu! <laughs> <laughs> all right. So at that point, it's kind of dropping us out of actual combat because the two astromechs are still... One has been uh, scared away from the... Uh, scomp link plug that they had been in but the other one is still like even with the blaster shots going on even with a computer terminal smoking there one of them is still plugged in on the other side and it's just working away the main engineering area is kind of impressive it's got a conference table in the middle you can see it has a hollow projector in the middle that can bring up any part of the ship it has these quarter circle desks that have computer terminals in them that each can set three people next to each other and then it's got another sort of work table further four here you have a grand total of 48 people standing up (laughs) and now there's there's only more than i expected two two astromechs keeping watch over them uh, no, they're not even really keeping watch. They're plugged in and working... Well, one is plugged in and working on the computers. The other one is, well, trying to get back to a working computer station. Like, it's pretty much ignoring you. TV? At this point. Why don't you stun those droids? Very well. Replaces his blaster carbine and pulls out his uh, stun rifle. Since these guys are completely ignoring you, if you want... There is even the option of you guys walking over and turning him off. Huh. TV will do that and then just sort of swivel his head back. Done. Thank you. Nice. Kif, do you have any sharp little things, little knife or something that could be used to cut? Actually, are these 48 people? that They're bound, right? No, actually <laughs> they're not. It like, They're sort of all huddled up in a... They're a couple of feet away from any of the walls. Like They're out of arm reach of any wall. They're out of arm reach of any computer terminal. They're just sort of there. What are you all doing? We have a ship that we need to turn around right now. You leadership the crap out of them. Yeah. Are they still conscious, by the way? They had blessed us. And now they're gone. <laughs> Get up. You have work to do. At which point, the Celestian gets up as tall as a Celestian ever can, adjusts their goggles on their head, like, brings them down over their eyes, looks at you guys, shakes their head, puts them back up on their brow, and you can actually, when they're down over their eyes, you see the indentations where the goggles <laughs> always sit. And it's at that point where it's like, 
Yes, you've heard the lady. Get to your stations. Everyone, let's get this ship back underway. At which point he runs over and starts tapping on the holographic table and bringing up a focus in view of the back of the ship. You can see, yeah, the seven engines on the back and like two up on either top corner of the triangle and then three down at the bottom. In each one of them, you can see that they've been turned off and disconnected from main engineering. To which the Celestians going, Oh no, this is not good. The These buckets of bolts, they've disconnected here. It looks like this tactical droid was uh, thinking ahead and stationed quite a few droids down there. I don't have exact numbers, but... That's more droids than we've ever assigned Gith, down Gith there. Gith raises her hand with the, with the blaster still in it since the other arm is holding the head. I've got a thing. I've, I've got a thing. She, she walks over to a, to a, a console and, and, you know, with a bit of a heave, she clangs the head down on the, on, the, on the console. And then she sets her gun down and she rummages in her pockets and she pulls out the little block that she took from the astromech in the hangar bay. Okay. For viewers who did not keep up with the last episode, this would be because she had a triumph while addressing, I guess, an unconscious <laughs> astromech. But so she's got she's got the little block out and she turns to to TV because he's the slicer and says, "TV, this thing was in the astromech. I bet if we check it out, we could find out more information of what's going on, what they've done, and where they all are right now." Are you going to want me to put more things in my brain? I'm hoping you don't have to. He looks at it suspiciously and then puts out a hand, palm up. Tink. <laughs> and he will examine it. The question I've got is, what are you wanting to get out of this check? I'm... At this point in time, we know we need to reattach the engines. We know the en- Well, not reattach. <laughs> They're not floating loosely in space behind the ship, I hope. Where are they? I hate you. Um, <laughs> reconnect the, the engines and deal with the droids. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know how much you're going to let me throw in on this, but it's basically kind of figuring out how they disconnected the engines and like what the story with the droids are. Like, how many there are. You know what? I'll just go with TV taking his own internal scump link, uh, extending that, and Putting this sort of chip board thing in a receptacle in like one of the diagnostic terminals and like this is main engineering. So I'm figuring they've got the places to fix up droids or going into a workshop that's nearby. Dropping this in like mentally I'm thinking of like the external hard drive slots there. You just toss in a SATA drive, clump that in with this chip array that Kith has, and then put the scomp link into a droid socket on there and start working on it. And for that, I'm thinking, especially since you're in main engineering, you've got every sort of tool that you want. I'll toss in a boost to it. But I'm just sort of thinking that that's going to be a two purple, one red after I get to that destiny point. Well, Kith will be helping. Is the skilled assistance? Is this slicing? It is slicing, yes. Which would be computers. I have computers. I have one rank in computer. Okay. And so that gives me a boost? Yep. 
Alrighty. So yeah, he uh, plugs it into the terminal and uh, he examines it as it kind of powers up and, and starts blinking and then he uh, attaches some wires to it. He actually puts his head down at one point and listens to it and uh, his little data pad starts uh, flashing with a bunch of uh, unrecognizable characters going flying through them and Gosh. he understands it all. <laughs> The, the challenge and wow, difficulty dice did not show up, and uh, there is five success and a triumph. Yeah, definitely Woo-hoo. say Kith help. Then, yeah, one of the help comes from uh, Kith, or from being in main engineering, one of the two. Well, and let's be honest, if if the, probably the blank die is mine, <laughs> given how boost I feel about me. I, I didn't want to, you know. That's okay, mm-hmm. I'm not hurt. So you've got a amount of success, and you've got a triumph on this. What would be Kith's wildest dreams for TV, TV to find in here? One thing that was explicitly asked, and I'm going, like, you have five successes, so I'm going to tell you this. You guys know what's going on in... It's essentially mirrored seven times, but as you take a look in one engine compartment, like, this is, like, the proper head of the engine, you can see three astromechs that are plugged in trying to regulate the engine. You can see two load lifters that are sort of sitting as statues almost right on the inside of the door going into this uh, two-story tall uh, room. Exactly like bouncers. You've got ten protocol droids sitting inside. This is repeated six times through the engine room. In each of the engines, you can see this much but you can also see that the engines themselves are not they're offline they're shut down but they're not dead so they're not damaged no it's just going to be you guys are going to have to get them on in a hurry normally this takes hours and you guys have minutes so you are essentially going to have to jump start at least one of these engines the one thing that you can just sort of see running along Either just sort of the weird look of this. You can sort of see the entire circular front of this engine as you're getting this holographic display of uh, one of these engine rooms with the catwalks going around halfway up and fairly large going across and into a bank. You can see the static discharge veins coming up. And it's just regularly, you can, even on the holograph, you can see this pulse of electrical power going from the engine into the veins and into the discharge apparatus. TV kind of rapidly expresses all this information and gives all the details. And then um, he kind of pauses for a second and looks over at Nima and says, um, I assumed you would order me to tell you all that. Good, good assumption. You're learning. That is a lot of droids still. A lot more than I was hoping for. So how many engines do we need? One. You just need one engine and someone with uh, enough gumption to actually press go. No, I got gumption by the mile. But if we have more engines, that would be better? That would be better, but sort of standing in behind you is the the Celestin head mechanic. All we need to do is get one of them. If we can disable the droids and then get the work crew that is bound to be there, there's got to be at least a dozen of my crew down there. We can work from up here and work with you. 
to get this engine going, but we need those droids disabled, at least in that one. The rest can be taken care of afterwards, but we need one engine. Is any engine particularly better than the other at this point? He looks at the diagram of the engines. There's a cluster of them, and they literally go one, two, five, because some crazy Kuwadi lumbered them that way. And he points at five, saying, This one, this is the closest one. It's down just a couple of ladders, or even the turbo <laughs> lift should get you pretty close. Not this turbo lift. We'll take the ladders. <laughs> is is that information uh, part of the triumph as well, or do we still have a triumph hanging around out there? I'm kind of going with that's also including the right. triumph. Like that's a lot of specific information. All the droids and whatnot. I'd either go with a lot of advantage or the yeah, like going with all that sort of stuff. Okay, very cool. I'm pleased. Well, uh, I have one question before we go anywhere. Is anybody coming with us? Well, I and most of my crew are going to be more useful for everyone up here. We can help with the computers. We can help with getting the fuel flowing where it should and how it should. But we need... You need an engine. We're on it. What, what's this guy's name? You can see on uh, just above the where his name tag is, you can see it is Duago. Well, um... One last question, then. I lied when I said one question before. Can I leave the head here? Can we trust you to leave it be? Just don't touch it. <laughs> why, why, yes. Yes, you That's certainly can. Don't touch it. Don't shoot it. Yeah, just leave, leave it, it be. I don't have time. At which point he turns <laughs> and, and just like, uh, heads you. over. <laughs> just starts yelling at... <laughs> well, it's one of those things of... Yeah, he's just starting to yell at his crews, telling people to start getting to the fuel regulators, getting some people to go towards the front. He details one of the his techs to clean up the droids that are there and take them to a, one of the workshops, see if they can get repaired at a later date, but just get them off the floor. Until this point, everyone had been sort of looking and trying to listen in, and so at that point we're just... It's controlled pandemonium just starts. And 47 other people just start going exactly to where they seem to know what they're doing. I think you need to take leadership lessons from this guy. He's scary. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I could do the accent. Maybe it's the face flaps. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not going to do those. All right, we have an engine room to clear. This is going to be down three decks of letters. The question I've got is, do you guys want to try and do a coordination check to see if you can getting down there quickly, or do you want to take a bit more time and just climb down? <laughs> so basically, are we willing to risk the roll? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think Nima's tired enough at this point that... For some reason, I see her actually being like rear guard right now. Like she's straggling a little bit. And when we reach the ladder, I think Nima's going to take her time. Because <laughs> she does not want to pass out and fall down a shaft here. Kith and TV are welcome to contradict that and rush her along. <laughs> no, because we, we also need to get there safely, quietly. Let's go. 
Alright, so we are descending down the ladder at a reasonable pace uh, down our three decks. That takes you about two minutes to get down there. With Nima taking rear guard, or in this case top guard, I guess, you get down and then Raimi comes jetting down and landing next to Nima. Yay! And quietly toodles. So that discharge in the engine room. Uh, Kith. You. Is there any way we can make use of that? Droids generally don't like being electrocuted. I mean, not any more than people do. Or the... I'm sorry, TV. I'm sorry, Raimi. Old habits. You should also apologize to the person who's been electrocuted the most often on this mission. I just want to say that. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, Kev. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. Literally. (laughs) Okay, so since you're an expert on the subject, (laughs) is there something... Is there a way we can use this to our advantage? It's a nice burn. It's a nice burn. (laughs) And that was terrible. Because it was not a nice burn. Any of the times. (laughs) Um, electroshock puns aside, I actually wanted to ask a little bit about the static discharge. Is that just taking excess energy from the engines and getting it out of the way safely? Yes. It's essentially taking the normal electrical power from the engine and comes off the engine as static and then gets redirected into the normal plug your phone into the oh, wall they actually power. Like, catch it and use it. Exactly. Like, instead of having someone's hair stand on end, they catch in these dampeners and they then have it uh, stored and rebroadcast. We don't want to turn it off because we don't want to destroy the engine. Because that would be, shall we say, counterproductive. Is there a way to reroute it in the room without destroying the engine? Uh, You certainly could try, yes. That would, I think it would be a hard thing, like, literally being... in the three purplish range. Okay. But yeah, no, that's something that could definitely be done with uh, slicing. Probably a bit harder with mechanics. Good thing we've got a team going on here. Yes, it's a thing. And yes, it's a thing we can probably do. It's just one of those things that if I came up with it, you would probably think was a really bad idea. I say give it a shot. We have... Sit, we have uh, five other engines if this doesn't work. <laughs> or we have six other engines if this doesn't uh, this doesn't work. Th- thank you, Raimi. I don't know how I understood that, but thank you. <laughs> so I'm inclined to... I mean, like, if you mess this up, you're not going like, to destroy the ship or something, right? Kith has a decidedly shifty look, but doesn't confirm or deny. <laughs> I destroyed the entire security system with an elevator. <laughs> I don't know if that's encouraging or not. I say give it a shot. Okay. To that, we're going to end up in another shootout. And you know what? I I think is pretty bad for an engine. Blaster bolts flying about it. Probably, yeah. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Kith, uh, do the thing. <laughs> it's almost like having Matu back. <laughs> all right to do it at the easier ish difficulty would be a slicing check and i'm sort of figuring that if you guys want to do it as a group one i can totally see that this being engineering and there being like a giant amount of scomp link places where droids can 
All the uh, droids the that we didn't have. Weird probe things in. Um, where are we? Like, we landed. Well, Raimi landed. We sat down or whatever. You guys are on deck 13. Aft 13. But, I mean, what does it look like around us? It's very industrial. Like, you've got catwalks going above you that you can see through the floor with. The grating on here is just narrow enough that a astromex wheel isn't going to get caught in it. You can see the curve of the engine compartment. Like, the literal engine compartment had this latticework of crawlways and catwalks go between. And you guys are fairly close to the vessel that this engine itself is within. But... Yeah, it's relatively open. So they can't see us, we can't see them. Correct. Like, they're inside a solid metal wall. Like, it's they're almost within, like, say, a propane tank, or the kind of tanks that you see on trains. Okay, and are the engineer people they referenced in that room? Yes. Okay. The one thing that you're pretty sure of is this is going to do a lot worse to the droids that the discharge hits versus the people. It'll be dissipated enough that if you're not hyperconductive like a droid, you'll be more or less okay? Is that what you're saying? You'll be singed, but you won't be cooked. So, like Kith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, Kith has this experience completely, like four times already. Even. Yep. I know, that's just four times today. Yeah, in the last three hours. <laughs> it's been a really long day, man. It's been a really long three hours. <laughs> it's felt like months. Nonsense. This is for a computer check. I'll toss in a boost from having Remy help out. And it is a hard computer's check, but I, even though it's my last one, I have to do the... Uh, Destiny point, and I really figure I should be upgrading this because there is the potential of bad things happening. So in the end, it's going to be for difficulty one uh, setback, one purple, and two red. Okay, are we doing the 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 group thing like we did last time, Mister Brent? Since this is slicing, makes sense to me. Why don't you go ahead and roll this time? So three greens. No, what am I? I don't know how we did this last time. Someone else do the math. Brent has how many in computers? Uh, three ranks. Then, so, three yellows. Yep. And we had one green. From me. From you. Um, and a boost from yeah. Raimi, you said. Um, I'm voting we upgrade to just the four yellows, personally. Absolutely. The force is with us. The force thinks we're freaking awesome. Also, uh, Ben deserves a dark side point back. Because we're nice players. (laughs) And you said there's a setback. This is a computer's check. At the moment, the being that had been in control of the computer system for the entire ship is now turned off. So he'd kind of rerouted a lot of stuff through his skull. But now he's off, and it's a little jumbled in there. Could that be removed with code breaker? That's what I was going for. Or, or security bypass, since it's a security feature to keep things from exploding. Or gearhead. I'd be more going with Codebreaker. Except for, remember, what else Codebreaker does? I don't know. 
It lowers the difficulty. Yeah, you're right. That would knock off the purple. I'm, am I dropping the purple and the black? Yes. That is what I have agreed to. Okay. So we're now at four yellow, one blue, two red. Son of a motherless goat. <laughs> Table flip. What just happened? I know. I knew it was a bad idea for Leslie to roll because, was... folks... How is that, that even is possible? Four failure and six advantage. It's not just that. I'm gonna say it again. Four failure. All of the difficulty dice only rolled double failures, and then all the positive dice only rolled advantage. Can this be re-rolled with natural programmer since uh, TV's Ooh. in on it? I would absolutely go with that. Why don't you, why don't you try that, that again? Perfect. Sense. Once per game session, the character may re-roll on computer or astrogation check. Four yellow, one blue, two red. Again, I, I'm I'm not. I'm going to close my eyes and press the roll button. I literally can't see what That's just happened. That's more like it. That's <laughs> better. Should I look? Yes. Okay. Three success, two advantage, and a triumph. Force bless you, droid, for having that gift. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't press that. Stop. Stop. You press stop. This over here. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to take the success and the advantage for this, but I'm going to leave the triumph completely up to you guys. So what happens is on the computer screen, you can see this wireframe of what the engine is, and you can see the power fuzz going from the like the engine head and along the veins and then into the dissipator again and again and again. And then it slows down and just starts cracking. And you can see like, even on this almost wireframe, you can see it growing, and then you can hear some cracking, and, like, it sounds like lightning is going on inside. It starts off with a large snap of lightning, and then you can hear what you're more recently experiencing of the ion damage of uh, shooting from, say, a Y-Wing's... Uh, ion turret or TV stun thing. Like you can see it just sort of playing out. As you start hearing that TV and Rami are just sort of slowly creeping away from this uh, engine facility and even Kith is just like, okay, maybe I shouldn't really be here. And then it stops. And it's at that point you start hearing the hum and the thrum, 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 thrum of the power renormalizing into the uh, dissipator veins. What do you guys want to do with the triumph? Well, we've we've had success with shorting out these droids in other circumstances. Pat pat on little Raimi. How about these droids are not just disabled, they're factory reset to helping mode. I can go with them being factory reset. It's going to take them a while to finish rebooting. So you guys... You'll get to them in a bit, but it's not going to be right away. Okay. Okay, Okay. so as you go over sort of to the hold door, you can see inside the dozen technicians are standing up to sort of shaking their head. A couple of them are dragging the protocol droids off to the side, and they're moving the astromechs away from the computers. A couple of them are starting to try and work on a computer console and you can see a couple of them jumping up the ladders that are there starting to 
like try and get a better idea of what's going on. Well, we're entering the the engine room. We're taking stock of all of this happening. Uh, when Nima recognizes that they are in the process of gathering information, um, she's going to stand back and let them go about that for a minute before yelling at one of these people passing by. Report. Right on. These droids here did a right number on these engines. They're off, but we've gotten uh, Chief Doago calling down saying that we gotta get this thing up and running now. Yes. What do you mean they did a number on them? What's the what's the problem? They put in security measures to the physically damaged components? No, they shut it down. Doago's saying that we have to have this up and running in 15 minutes. I've never heard of one of these engines ever being started up that fast. You might just need somebody who thinks outside of the box. And Nima's looking to look back over at Kith. Have you ever had to jumpstart an engine, let's say bypassing all the normal warm-up procedures? I know you've never done it for a ship this large, but have you done something smaller before? You keep talking about that garage you used to work in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But hot wiring a speeder is a significantly smaller enterprise. Yes. But same basic principle, right? Just on a larger scale. Yes. Uh, it involves shorting systems, generally. Well, you're an expert at that. <laughs> you turd. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Kith will look at... I'm assuming there's consoles in here. Like, doing the wireframe thing again. Like, there's a lot of consoles. You can see... Uh, a couple where it's like fuel flow going to the engine and how it's starting to slowly ramp up. You can see like resonance profiles on there and what the target is. And you also do have Duago coming in over the comms saying something to the effect of, Yes, we've got the computers up here started to run the program, but we need you to tie into up here. We can help out. You see the resonance profile that the engine's putting up? We need you down there to program it in. We're not going to be able to do it fast enough up here to get this engine on in time. Okay, so we need to get the power there, and we need to program it to start appropriately. Yes, and then you need to get the fuel flowing once the power is in a proper standing wave. And fuel is going to be energy. Yeah, two different kinds, yes. So one's going to be a computer's check to get the standing wave just right, and then the other one is going to be a mechanic's check to get the fuel in going at the right rate. And then hopefully a big kaboom that doesn't blow up things. Uh, how can I help with this? Do you need any grunt work? <laughs> Kith looks at you after saying after you say that, and she looks at your shoulder, and she looks at you. It's like, I'm not sure you could be a paper pusher right now, dear. But yes, no, we'll need you. Don't like the idea of sitting Girl, back. We'll need you, don't worry. Okay. If Nima wants to try and like lead these people to spur them into doing more, that is definitely a thing. Absolutely. She'll happily continue to uh, bark orders where she can, or at least be motivational. And she's kind of falling more into the drill sergeant thing rather than the... Uh, she misses Matu. Rather than being really <laughs> inspirational. I also think it's more just trying to keep people very focused right now. It's not about... You know, this isn't about a this isn't a morale thing. This is a you gotta do this, otherwise we're all dead kind of thing. 
Um, and so, you know, <laughs> snapping too, you know, you know, you know, you, you, you know, you know, uh, you move faster, you know, aren't you supposed to be over there? Uh, you know, get Chief Diago on the line, like that, that kind of thing. Just trying to help coordinate where she can to the best of her ability. Okay. She's a little clueless on mechanical things. No, that you, you can that help push buttons sense. too if you need it. I push buttons. <laughs> what I am needing to start off with, like you actually have Diago listening for your guys's input because you have. Him helping, you get a boost die for whatever you're doing in here. Okay, cool. Because he's help- they're helping remotely. Like, they're getting the rest of the ship to do what you're needing it to do. I do want to get a leadership role against... You know, it's just going to be against two purple. So, uh, Nima's got a green, uh, two yellow, two blue, because of Varenka Command, and the uh, Chief Mechanics Assistance. Uh, versus it was just two purple? Yeah, okay. just two purple. Let's do this. Three successes. Nice and solid. The chief mechanic helped her out a lot with the terminology according to that boost die. <laughs> and how. The way that I'm looking at this is because just normally having this crew here would give you a boost. With that, I'm going to go to a full upgrade for a help instead of getting a boost die from these guys. All right. So the leadership boosted the minions boost into an upgrade. Yeah, to start off with is a combined computers check. On the other hand, this is definitely not easy. This is actually a daunting thing. And because of the great peril that this is, this is one of those things where you're going over a bunch of calculations, you're entering them in. Kith is double-checking everything. Raimi's double-checking everything. Everyone is going over it, and it's taking a fair chunk of time. It's really what I'm going on. And I'm going to go with this being a two-purple, two-red computers check. Oh, no, Brent, this is all you. (laughs) Yeah, this is like a combined check, right? So Yeah, it's a combined check. So spend a destiny point and do four yellows. Four yellows, one blue, two purple, and two red. But you're getting an upgrade from the texts that are nearby. Uh-huh. You're getting a boost from Duago helping remotely, and you're getting a boost from Raimi. So a green, four yellows, and two blues? Pretty sure that was I think three, three sounds correct, because you've got the boost from just us helping, too. Staring at the screen waiting for the roll is heartbreaking. All right. We all combine our massive mental power focused on a single goal and are phenomenally successful because we are awesome with six successes <laughs> and three advantage. And almost nothing standing your way. Yeah. Uh, all your dice are blank except for, for one, which was the threat. So uh, pretty much all of the circumstances around us, we just we just don't care about. That extra boost also gives us an extra <laughs> success awesome. and advantage. So, seven, seven success <laughs> and four advantage. What do you want to do with the advantage? Uh, give Nima some strain back. <laughs> She's feeling better about things. <laughs> yeah. She's got to take a seat and she's watching people run around and she's feeling better barking orders. And hey, look, we're making progress. There was hope before. Like they know what they're doing. This is getting the plasma to be injected upon the standing wave and for it to ignite 
causing the engine to come back on and provide push to this giant, giant ship. As you guys are going closer and closer and closer to the edge of this black hole. And it is going to be one purple, two red, and one setback. Because you guys are kind of under a bit of pressure. I laugh in the face of your setbacks. <laughs> Light sided. Oh, well, yeah. So, okay, so Destiny flipped both sides. And then this is mechanics. What nonsense do I get? Do I still get the upgrade and the boost from, from Duago and the Tex? Yep. Yes, you do. All right. Does anybody else have mechanicness TV? Because I really don't expect me to. No offense. Hey! <laughs> I, I could surprise you. You, you don't know. It, it, it kind of sounds like Nima's still drunk. <laughs> it does. <laughs> no mechanics for TV. No mechanics for TV. Oh, come on, guys. Really? <laughs> okay. Um... So, the three yellow from my mechanics, the and then an upgrade from Awesomeness, inspired by our leader, a boost for Duago, a boost from Raimi, a boost from my party, versus one purple and two red. Does that sound right, Mr. Ben? What does it say on your character sheet for mechanics? I have three yellow. So that's my three yellow. The upgrade was adding the green, I thought. Yep. That was one of the upgrades. Then you flipped a destiny point. That's where I was oh, going. Oh, so it should be so four, that should be four yellow. Four yellow. Yes. I like that better. Yes. I say that now. We'll see how this goes. All right, friends. Four, three, one, and two. Three success and two advantage. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yes. Yeah, with this, all of a sudden, you're jumping all over this. Like, it's a two-story tall engine, and you've gone all over these catwalks, leaning over, twisting dials, making sure the injectors are lined up just perfectly. And then, because no one else is willing to touch it at all, Kith is there and just slaps the button for the engine to start up. And you hear the hiss of the plasma getting put into the engine compartment. And then... It's hard to say whether you hear this or just feel it. You know, I'm actually going to go with everyone takes a strain. Because all of a sudden, just the engine itself catches. And you can just hear this giant, almost unbridled roar of a flamethrower type sound of the engine just bellowing out the back of the ship. You can see all these dials and all these computer screens starting to flash. And you can hear over the comms, barely over this din of, Oh, you've done it! It's alive! It lives! Yes. You do have a couple advantages. Is there anything that you're wanting to do with that? Say we go faster. Here's a really just silly but simple way about it. The Since our crews that are designed to work down here... They actually have some setup here for, hey, when the engine is on and you have to do an extreme maneuver, you can strap in. That way, that way we stop being thrown all about when inevitably we're going to have to uh, twist about suddenly. Okay, yeah, I would absolutely go with that. If you're good with that, Leslie, that's just, that's the idea that came to my mind. Um, I'm cool with that. I had another thought, but it has gone into the ether, so... Oh, I'm sorry. So basically we're saying the advantage is 
work for crash seats for when we start steering. Hey, for some of us who are about to pass out, that's critical. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, 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 that's totally kosher, because Raimi is the only one of us that's in pristine condition, and he's insane. After a minute or two, like, the ship is big enough that when it does maneuvers, you don't really ever feel it, unless it's doing crash maneuvers in the middle of combat. Generally, you'd be thinking that this would be the time, but a minute goes by, then another, and... You're wondering, okay, when is Hastings actually going to do it? After about three minutes have passed, you hear over the uh, ship's comms a voice you haven't heard for at least a little while. Oi, Lieutenant? It's Rian. Hi, Rian. We didn't stay in place. We we went off and took secondary comms. Well, anyway, there's this Lieutenant. Uh, just... And it's at that point, his voice cuts out, and it's replaced with Hastings of, Lieutenant, the the captain's just coming in, but my console's just, it just lit up. And it's at that point you finally feel the ship itself push against you. That's when you're pushed into these crash seats, and the ship itself starts to make headway against the black hole. Instead of drifting further towards it, you are starting to drift away from it. Well, as far as we know, I don't think we have a window here. <laughs> You've got Hastings giving a bit of commentary running back. It's like, the sensors here are saying that we're pulling away. Yes, we we got close. More close than I think I... And that's when he faints. <sighs> what is it with people fainting here? Cap- Captain Sortuli, are you My still awake? <laughs> Captain? You hear sort of the grunting and then the unceremonious dumping of a body <laughs> onto the uh, floor. <laughs> Why does it feel like I fell on my face? <laughs> Poor Hastings. The captain goes, Well, yes, we're pulling away. It's going to take us a long time to actually get a safe distance away from this black hole, but we're pulling away. There's something else you need to know, Captain. We did intercept some enemy communications. They called for reinforcements. I'm not sure what is on the way, but something called Iceheart is supposed to be inbound. I was able to contact Alliance Command. They are supposed to be sending reinforcements our way okay, as well. Okay, so as you're saying that, uh, the captain goes, Oh, that's who that probably is. I have on sensors a Kronian Corvette that is inbound. And it's broadcasting, from what I can tell, Alliance codes. They should be able to help us out further. I suggest we move quickly before the droids reinforcements arrive. The Shadow Raptor is in no condition for a fight. Absolutely. If you'll excuse me, this is taking a bit more concentration than I ever thought Comsay would ever use. And then flex off the, like, the spiz of the comm turning off. Well, that's good, right? I think we've made it. Yeah, this is... This, we've at least done our part. As a comm goes out from Captain Sartulli's focusing in on driving the ship, you can feel the push back into these seats start to go away. The magnets that are holding Raimi and TV are starting to become less and less needed. And the... Twelve people who are there give this rebel yell of, 
Yeah, we're gonna live. They start clapping each other on the back, helping uh, Kith and Nima up from their crash couches. One even starts rummaging around for the emergency med kit after seeing how Nima is currently almost bleeding. Okay, so this is all going on. Kith waves away medical attention. She she doesn't feel great, but she's 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 kind of basking in the glow of engineering uh, legend, basically, because this should not have been feasible. And it's it's one of those man, the guys will never believe this. And she kind of stops and kind of gets lost in her own thought for a second. Looks down at Raimi, who's bopping around like he do. Everybody's celer- celebrating, so, you know, he's he's rocking out again. He got his little arms waving. And she just kind of pats him on the head and looks over at TV and looks at the droids on the ground and looks at the engine. And she raises a finger. So, TV, I just want to put a logical question to you. That would be novel. <laughs> I won't argue that point. Burn. But one engine is good, right? It depends upon your goals. In this situation, it seems that an engine was desired. Okay, yes. For those of us not wishing to become one with the universe through the sheer expediency of being crushed horribly in a black hole, one engine is good. Seven engines now. Seven engines would be better. Your logic is impeccable. She kind of beams, even though she knows he's being a snot. Because that's what he does. <sighs> you want us to go take the other engine rooms? She's nodding, and she's pointing at the droids kind of lying around. Yes, I, I know there's droids there. I, I don't have TJ's head anymore, but I know somebody that has a head remarkably similar. <laughs> Nima frowns, looks down at the protocol droids, looks up at Kith, and then slowly looks over at TV. At the same time as Kith, smiling, <laughs> looks over at TV. <laughs> oh no. And yeah, at this particular point, Raimi's just sort of dancing around TV. Trying to dance with TV, but obviously not getting anywhere. But yeah, <laughs> just... Oh my gosh, it's amazing. You want me to impersonate the commander of the ship? Well, they already have a T-series shaped hole in their circuits. I mean, it is what you were built to do. With that, his head kind of swivels up a little bit and his eyes glow a little bit brighter. I could command these droids. How are you wanting to do that? Well, we've got all of these comms that we can use to kind of boost and access signals, I figure. And I would I would welcome my, my teammates to help me spin the Star Wars logic here. Well, how, how did TJ do it? Like, he had a hive mind throughout the ship. I know where his head is. It might so disturbing. bear uh, some <laughs> examination. <laughs> and Nima is going to uh, finish like unbuckling herself from the crash seat. The uh, mechanic with the med pack is coming up, and Nima's going to wave him away right now. Not, not right now, not right now. Let's get back up to the main engine room. So it takes you a couple minutes to climb up, and as you poke your head out, Get off of the gantry ways and poke your head out into the main engine room. There's an entire group there that just cheers as you come in. It's like, yes, you did some really good work there. Thank you so much. 
Well, we're not done. Uh, don't mind us. Uh, we need to examine ahead. <laughs> Scratches his head. We just kind of keep walking by <laughs> okay. over to TJ's head. What are you guys wanting to do? Brain surgery. <laughs> um, check it out, I guess. Okay, the question actually becomes, are you wanting to do it by mechanics or by computers? Either is feasible, I'm just wondering. Oh, that's a hard question, because computers probably has less chance of harming TJ, but more chance of harming whoever or whatever plugs into him. Well, we don't necessarily need to plug in. We might be able to do a mock-up of the system without actually attaching our T to that T, which would be preferential. Yeah, I don't think we should do that. We just need to know, how did he do it? Okay, that sounds kind of mechanically to me. Okay. Like how you're going to be, not to put too fine of a point on it, you're going to be opening up the head and poking around to see what sort of components are there. I mean, it, it should be too bad. I mean, TV opened up his own head earlier without any consequences, right? Yeah, that was a little weird, but yes. You're just, you're just taking a look. Consequences, right. None of those. Because it's been battle damaged a little like, the head itself isn't exactly damaged, but it's also been part of a droid that's been kind of shot up a lot. So there's a bit of battle damage to the head. I'm figuring that this is going to be a two purple, one red, one setback mechanics two check. Two purple, one red, one setback. That you ignore. Aw, yeah. Because I'm a gearhead. TV, I know this is a little gruesome, but will you please help me? Yes. Thank you. I get my three yellow. A boost from Mr. TV. Two purple. One red. No setback. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to spend it because Ben, ben needs his, his dark side points. They comfort <laughs> him so. They do. They really do. So that makes it one green, three yellow, one blue, versus two purple and one red. All right. So Kith... Goes on over and she fiddles in a, a little pack on her hip and pulls out more delicate tools that are, you know, used for getting into the fine little bits and bobs. And she pops the hatch open and she's nosing about and TV is guiding her, probably with his usual level of enthusiasms. Two failure and two advantage. So I'm thinking because it's Kith, there's still some energy poking about in this this brain pan. <laughs> All right. And it zaps her. All right. I I can actually go with it, I guess. So, yeah, as you're trying to open it up, it zaps you. And I'll go with two wounds. And what do you want for the advantage? I'm thinking um, TV had his spirits lightened slightly by seeing his haphazard meet that companion electrocute herself. Yet again. But he also actually saw kind of what was going on in the head, so he knows what he needs to do anyway, just not, it's not something we can just directly simulate. I get what you're saying. So one of the things that you look into this and see, like, since you're trying to pull out, like, essentially you're trying to, like, see what the comms array is in there and see what all the different parts for that is. So, you're looking in, and you're trying to tease out what the comma ray is, and you're not quite able to get that. 
But the things that TV is seeing inside TJ's brain is a lot of old, actually almost original, Bactoid combat droid. Is that what the B-series is? Yeah. Like, parts from their commander brains, which were the smarter of the B-1s, like almost the commando brains, is, is sitting in TJ's head. So this guy's had some work done with the, yeah, like the B-series commando droids. Like some of their motivators, some of their warfare modules have been installed in his head. Or sorry, that does give TV a bit of an idea of how he can control the network of droids. Let's do that. So for this, it's definitely going to be a slicing thing. I figure it's going to be a two red, one purple, one setback check for trying to establish it. Okay. Like, you're sort of plugging into the internal comms of the ship, sort of getting on its wireless network, and then trying to get in on the now-defunct network that had been networking all of them together. That sounds like an attempt to decrypt communications to me. I can go with that. Code breaker. And you're really familiar with the system by now, having destroyed the security. <laughs> that I'll definitely give a boost for. TV sends his consciousness into the uh, system, exploding out through the network to try to command the droids, and succeeds with a three successes and one advantage. I have access. Processing. Processing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, at Deuterium Ice. You can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's 1-2-T-H and Night with a K. The player for TV93 is Brent, and can be found at iBrentBrown on Twitter. You can catch me at GS. And if you are hankering for some Matu Ordo, you can reach out to him at Mando Matu. Or you can go for Chris at Sil Zero Chris. And on top of all of that fun, you can actually just go to Chris's website, which is Silhouette Zero Podbean, and listen to his show, which is hijinks, hilarity, and what would Star Wars be without recalcitrant droids. We're at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes and help us out by reading and reviewing the shows. We're also on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Send us a holocom at heroes at thehydeanway.com. And if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash thehydeanway. And now it comes down to... Yeah, I've been watching too much Enterprise. Now it comes down to injecting the plasma into the engine and causing the... Dilithium crystals to recharge. Enterprise, not like the newer ones. It's all... It's all Star Trek to me, I'm sorry. Kind of. Don't tell Nicole. No, there's very fundamental differences. Don't tell Nicole. She'll she'll have me horsewhipped. Yeah. <laughs> Better watch out. I'm in regular <laughs> contact with her now. <laughs> Nerds. <laughs>